Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Mental Health Today. It's morning, beautiful morning here in Springfield, Illinois, capital city of Illinois, actually the state that I was born in. So it's kind of cool. I was able to do an interview with the JAR podcast, which you just saw a little bit of that background commercial. I just did one of those in the Capitol grounds. So we set up a little mobile recording studio right, in, right underneath the Capitol building, beautiful building, got to say. Uh, in a shade tree so just a couple of days ago and it was a great interview a uh, really interesting guest uh, somebody who's an alcohol active alcoholic uh, he was drinking the whole show uh, drinking not to get drunk but drinking to maintain his uh, chemical balance so he doesn't go into uh, withdrawals and he's in his that was the day before he went into rehab so it's kind of a fun day here in spring. I'm involved in some real interesting personal uh, journeys for people. Um, so this is a, a show really about mental health. It's come out of the, the JAR podcast and traveling around the country, seeing the, the mental health crisis and trying to do a little something here, create a library uh, on this show of professionals, people in the business, you know, in the business air quotes, uh, and trying to bring some solutions to the space or people who have and you know, kind of how they got here and the lessons they've learned. And that brings me to our next guest, Daniel. He was, uh, I was referred to Daniel uh, because probably I never, you know, would have been very hard to find you, Daniel, uh, <laughs> without uh, Yorgi uh, referring us. So it's great to meet you. I look forward to hearing your story and uh, really great to meet you. And thanks for taking time to share with the audience. Ken, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me and uh, really glad to, to share my story and mm. uh, let me just introduce maybe uh, uh, quite uh, quickly yes. uh, so so my name is uh, daniel i'm uh, i'm uh, from austria i'm actually an educated lawyer and um, i spent quite some time uh, in the management uh, of uh, of some big banks and also insurance companies in austria germany and switzerland um, and then something really bad happened with a very good friend, friend of mine. Mm. He committed suicide. And, oh, um, man. Yeah, it was really, was really bad. Yeah, and you know, in the last day, actually, um, before he committed suicide, he came over to me. Yeah, and I did not realize yeah, that he was saying goodbye to me. Oh, but, my uh, goodness. Yeah, yeah, that was really a shock. And the next day, when his wife called me and uh, told me, that he committed suicide, and um, and that was somehow uh, really a turning point in my life. Um, I was then talking with uh, with a doctor at the University Hospital of Vienna, and we actually came deep into the subject, deep into depression. What's happening there, and uh, mm. and what kind of problems there are? That there are so many people suffering from depression. Yes, you know it's unbelievable. Yeah. Only here in Austria, yeah, and in the German-speaking world, we have uh, nearly 10 million people suffering from depression. 
I think in Whoa. the US you have yeah. something like uh, 30 million people suffering. Sure, from sure. So really a huge, huge problem. And you know, everywhere else in medicine, you got numbers, data, facts. You measure and interpret blood values. You, you use imaging techniques like X-ray, MRI, ultrasound. Mm. And what do you do when someone is suffering from depression? How do we measure the course of depression? Yeah, I... That's a real challenge. It's kind of a black box. You can't see it. Exactly. Can't it's measure. kind of a black box. And um, there are so many patients out there. They don't get the right treatment. They don't get enough treatment because it's just not possible. Yeah, you don't have enough therapists. And mm -hmm. so we actually developed the idea of building up a solution for depressive patients, a digital solution, okay. a digital therapeutic. Mm. Focused on depression. Absolutely focused on depression. I, really, I like that idea. I like yeah. that idea because you can probably be a lot, you, the, just that focus can be a lot more seemingly effective or exactly. and measurable. Exactly. And my partner, mm -hmm. Professor Petsavas, I was actually founding the company together. He spent his whole life in, uh, in, in depression. Yeah? So he was also in the U.S. Uh, as a professor in Stanford at the NIH. Um, and um, actually, he never really had the, or he did not find the real solution there. And so we saw that actually the digital area is a real good Mm -hmm. option for depression yeah because uh, you know when you can't feel uh, when you don't see something you can't measure it yes. you have to use some indirect measurements yes so for example let's talk about uh, digital phenotyping that you use your smartphone and all the data from the smartphone for example yeah and uh, there you see some correlations with the data so when people, you know, uh, for example, are depressive, uh, there's a different uh, type of using smartphones than when you are just uh, healthy and uh, having your normal life. Fascinating. Just the way you yes. pick it up and you put it down and what you look at, how you scroll. Exactly. How you type, uh, how, how fast you type, you type yeah. for example, the voice uh, is changing and so on. So this is uh, something, you know, we right now build this therapy for depressive patients. But okay. the future will be that actually we will try to avoid depressive episodes so we can warn patients like a lighthouse. Yes, yes. You know, like a lighthouse helping patients... Uh, not to fall into depressive episodes. But right now, we are empowering them to beat depression. And the good thing is, uh, depression is um, prescribed by doctors and reimbursed by insurance companies. Wow. In Germany, for example, it's also possible in France. Uh, we hope that this same will be in Austria. Um, yeah, it's really very interesting. It's kind of a digital pill right now, you know? Either you go to the doctor and they prescribe an antidepressant or they can also prescribe a depression, for example, yeah? And the good thing is we have clinical studies showing real evidence. It's working. Patients are getting wow. healthy again. That's got to feel... How long... When did you start the, the journey? When did your friends That's, come to see yeah, you? 
Yeah, that's around about five years ago. Yeah? So we were really developing for five years. Wow. And are now, since December last year, in the market in Germany and reimbursed. But that was really a long journey, you know, until everything was completed and done. And we are extremely happy about that. I mean, launching it's one thing, right? Getting approval, but seeing that it's working. I mean, that's a whole different level of set of, of accomplishment. Exactly, exactly. And you know, it's a good feeling yes. when you really see patients uh, get better and it's working. That's a wonderful thing. Of course, it's like a digital pill or it's like a pill. Not for everyone, it's working 100%. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. But, uh, you know, we have different pillars in that uh, therapy program. That's on the one side, psychoeducation, just to learn how to behave when you're depressive. You know, that's so important. Mm. When you have, for example, diabetes, everyone is doing some trainings, how, what to yes. eat, what to avoid. And it's actually the same you should do with depression. <laughs> I mean, and nobody's doing it. Nobody's so, doing it. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's like the most common sense thing on the planet. Exactly. And 100% exactly. costs zero money. Yeah, exactly. That's about it. Yeah. And why is it not done? Because it's taking time and therapists and doctors don't have so much time to explain everything. And so it's quite obvious that a digital therapy or a digital tool is perfect for that. So this is one pillar. The second pillar, it's really digital psychotherapy. That means uh, we are actually focusing on behavioral psychotherapy because that's uh, uh, the one with the best evidence at the end of the day. And then uh, the third pillar, it's measurement-based care. So we have, for example, a mood chart, we have Stroop, we have NBAC tests and so on. You know, you see then certain connections yeah, from your behavior to what is happening to you, how you are feeling, for example. When you are, for example, have, drinking alcohol too much, yes. when you are not sleeping and so on, probably your mood will get worse than it would be when you're doing more exercises, physical exercises, yes. going to a depression specialist, doing some activities you love, you like to do. So these are things we try to motivate, of course, our patients also to focus okay. on those things they enjoy in life. So it's a, a little bit of an education platform. So one of the pillars is, is a knowledge or tool exactly. set. Exactly. Self-care. Exactly. It's self-care. It's psychoeducation. Yes. It's psychotherapy. And then the third one, it's measurement-based care. Measure, and, and then so, the measure. That's so, so it's a whole package uh, you get as a patient and... Uh, yeah, patients love it. Yeah, because it's really with a lot of animations, videos, uh, tips and tricks how to how to do mm. it. What what's the distribution model now? Is it through is it through prescription right now? What about what about employers? You know, one of the things that the U.S. is looking at uh, there was a kind of an initiative, a strategic document signed by President Biden, and. Mm -hmm. Two of the things that are big changes in there that are interesting to me, one, and maybe you can just see, give us some parallels to Europe or Austria. One is pushing some of these changes or the, the delivery, the solutions through the employer. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other one is um, healthcare. You know, because in America, you basically all we do is treat 
illnesses and diseases and 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 traumas right but there's this whole you know a lot of this stuff is caused by mental health you know you you have a mental if you have depression long enough eventually you're gonna have a heart attack or you're gonna have cancer or some stress in your body right you're gonna have something's gonna break you know your exactly the stress is too much for the body it'll 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 you know um manifest itself some way right it has to come out so they're talking now a lot about trying to push mental health into the whole package of of health care. So it's two things, the, work, the workplace being a good point of intervention and then structurally re, reshaping the healthcare care system. Are, what kind of what are people talking about in Europe? Uh, well, um we have a very clear strategy and focus. We are going everywhere where we are reimbursed uh, by insurance. Okay. It's very important because especially in Europe, it's, uh, we don't really have a self-care market. Mm-hmm. That means uh, everyone is used, uh, actually, that, uh, that uh, all pills and everything is paid. Um, so <laughs> reimbursement is really, is, is really crucial. So we see the market for reimbursement right now in Germany. We see it in France, we see it in uh, Belgium, the Scandinavian countries, also England. We also uh, tried to, to, to find out the reimbursement paths in the US. It's quite difficult there. Frankly speaking, uh, we, uh, we, we actually did an excursion for around about uh, three weeks uh, last year in Boston and tried to, to yeah. uh, talk to different uh, players, um, to FDA uh, um, members and so on. And um, we see the U.S. as a difficult market. Yeah, And you also see state by state, a lot of challenges, state by state regulation. Exactly. It's, it's 50 countries in a lot of, exactly. in many ways. Exactly. It's 50 countries in many ways. And then uh, there's no clear reimbursement pass for digital therapeutics yeah, right now. Nothing. Uh, and that's a challenge. Yeah, let's say it's a challenge. But um, I think uh, as soon as there's real legislation in that regard, I think uh, then uh, then it would be much easier to find this reimbursement pass. And there mm. are wonderful solutions. You know, I think we have a wonderful solution right now for depression. But uh, there are many other solutions for other illnesses, of course, yeah? Yes. And other companies doing really great stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a cha- it, Yeah, that part's a challenge. Um, that's interesting. That's a, that's a good, I think for, for the European side, you've got a good path. You've got a good path. I'd be curious, exactly. you mentioned something that I want to get involved with a little bit, try to leverage the platform to is this, legislation what legislation do we need and who are those people and who's talking to those people and you know who's spearheading that uh, or or is it happening you know yeah well i i think at the end of the day it's really important that uh, you have a clear reimbursement pass and then the second challenge we actually see is uh, that uh, there are some restraints for uh, with doctors with psychotherapists you just have to make clear, we don't take away their job or their business. It's complementary. So you should not do the one and leave the other. Um, that's something we make always very clear. Um, it can be wonderful to use antidepressants. And very often it's very useful to yeah. do that. But you should combine it with our digital therapeutic because no one will explain you anything about the 
antidepressants about the pills you are actually taking. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, you know. <laughs> you, you can ask the 26-year-old pharmacist at, at, at Safeway. I'm sure she knows how the two interact with the other ones you're taking. Exactly, exactly. That's the problem, you know. So uh, we don't see either or, we see really you need both, yeah. Um, there are some patients, uh, they can only use adopression and it's wonderful and it's working. But there are others, they will need a combination yes. of these two therapies. So we are really very strictly evidence-based. We don't use okay. any content uh, which is not really based on clinical studies, for example. Yeah. So everything you will see, you will hear, is really uh, very, mm. very evidence-based. That's so important right now. I, I, I think especially, I mean, Europe, Europe just, I view Europe as being, this would be the approach in Europe. Nothing's going to get started unless it's got evidence behind it. You know, there's no yeah. there's no amount of salesmanship or Americanizing it. <laughs> it's going to have to be evidence based. <laughs> um, over here, I think we might be a little bit more. It might be more wild, wild west at times. Um, yeah, on the on, on on the other side, I think there are some tremendous companies also in the U.S. developing oh, yeah. uh, digital therapeutics, and it's really great. But you have such a big challenge also with the opioid crisis, right? In this combination with so many people suffering right now, it's in the U.S. and it's also it's in massive Europe. Number. Yeah. yeah, the numbers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure anything happening here with drugs or anything else is mirrored in Europe. I don't have any. Yeah. I don't have any yeah. suspicions that we are unique in a lot of ways. You know, I think it's just yeah. a different version of it. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. I, I think the big, one of the biggest challenges we'll face as, it, as things build, you know, for the solution, as a pressure comes for a solution, is this the establishment. And yeah. there's a lot of really big established players in treating things in, in, in any business, keeping things the way they are. Right. Yeah. Not disrupting the status quo. And it's an odd thing. I mean, just, you know, having a few gray hairs, I get to see these things happen over time, you know, but when there's a, a pressure, but there's a not when there's a, a market that's having a problem and there's too many, you know, the current structure is not meeting the demand. And, yeah, and you take any, okay. you and I have seen these things and just name the product or the business, but, you know, and then, but there's an established business there, established distribution model. You know, you end yeah. up with this really banana situation <laughs> where against all logic, it will fight, the machine will fight against the change um, because the market is completely changed, right? The market yeah. has, and this is what's happened, I think, in mental health. The market is totally changed. Yeah. And the establishment is just like hire more therapists. It's the only way. And exactly. don't recommend any treatment outside seeing your therapist and the, and the therapeutics that we've got for the last 50 years. Stay with what you know. It's what the professors teach the kids. It's what the new therapists come out and learn. It's what they apply based on, you know, the 60, 70 year old um, professors and people running the, running the, the, the show. So it's going to be, it's, it's just got to be fascinating being on the inside, trying to break through this awareness and, you know, showing that, like you said, everything is going to be complimentary. Yeah, we need, we, exactly. We need, we need therapists and we need drugs and we need people who know how to prescribe those in the right situations. But 
man, there's, there's a load of opportunity to help, to give people to help themselves with some tools. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we are really in the middle of a democratization process of medicine. Yes. And that's a very interesting, uh, very interesting topic at the end of the day. You know, uh, you were talking um, just before uh, and made this example, yeah, uh, that um, the next therapist uh, might be two hours away. It's the same here in Austria, yeah, when you are living in a valley somewhere behind, yeah. So how do you get to a therapist? How do you, mm. do you get in the US or in Australia to a therapist? Or imagine also, for example, African countries. Do you know, <laughs> Ken, do you know, do you know how many psychiatrists in Kenya, for example, you have? Like five. Yeah, exactly. I think there are three. Yeah. Oh, God. Three, you know, and, and, and they have 40 million. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So it is essential that we are providing such digital tools, but everyone, they've got a mo mobile, right? Everyone got crazy. a mobile. And they just, can, they can, just can use a digital therapy and they can learn about it, yeah? And they can really help them, also themselves, to, uh, so empowering themselves. And that's really so important. And it's also for us a real, a, a, a real important point, you know? Um, we, we, we promise and we, we are doing that, uh, really giving away per prescribed digital therapy, for example, in, in, in uh, the German-speaking world or in general, yeah, which was bought by us, uh, was, uh, was sold by yes. us. We, we, we just donate one, uh, one other to um, people who are not able uh, to buy it, yeah? For example, in Africa or, for example, no, no. also in Asia. That's so important for us because uh, we really believe that these kind of digital pills enable patients digital to help themselves. Pills, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they really enable, empower patients. I, I think, too, another, you know, for me, Daniel, I think another evolution of this um, a little conversation sim similar to this yesterday and your conversation makes me think of it. It's, you know, we have therapists right now where everything is really between me and the therapist. And even with the stigma, sometimes I don't tell too many people I'm seeing a therapist. So there's no, it, it's a very, it's, I don't know, it stays within its walls. Now imagine if, you know, if, if everybody in the village all of a sudden gets edupression right they get the digital pill and they're they're playing with the videos and they're they're doing the the work things the homework and they're going watching videos and now you're having a conversation with a friend hey did you see the video on you know that very funny video on depression yeah i saw that's quite stupid yeah 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 but you know also i saw something in me in there oh yeah me too hey we should show this to bobby you know, Bobby's got exactly. the problem with his wife. You know, we all know that's a problem for him. We should go tell him. Now you bring it up in the, as a convers as part of normal exactly. conversation. Exactly. You know? And you take it out of the stigma, right? And yes. that's so important. Yeah, you're talking about it. And uh, you can also see, you know, when patients are doing that oppression, they get a lot of numbers, data, facts they are producing themselves, yeah? And so they will, yeah, you know, they really can then tell uh, and see yeah, what is happening, yeah? And when you see what is happening, you also can talk about it. Yeah, and yeah. you can talk about experiences yeah. you had. Yeah. I think that's really a, 
very important point you just made. Yeah, I, I think this is the the socialization of it will have a massive in, that will be the wildfire to me. Yeah. And yeah. and that's why I like the work I that's why I like the workplace distribution of this as well. Um mm -hmm. because you could almost, you know, in a perfect world for me is one of the requirements of work is you take a mental health fitness a mental fitness not a test, but a survey or questionnaire, however you, however you use the words, but basically you take a, what you would have as a baseline test. How, it, how are you feeling today? Do you sleep at night? Okay. What's your diet like? Do you exercise? And so you just, you create a hundred point score or something. And, and now I know once a year, I have to take this test at work. Exactly. And I'm, and exactly. I'm 60. Now I can take it every quarter that's encouraged. And, you know, my boss is measured by his overall health number. So if my boss is a real jerk and put the pressure on everybody, the number stays low. And another team, the boss is a motivator, use positive language, you know, doesn't watches for burnout, doesn't want people getting, you know, losing control, supports any kind of digital pill ask people to take mental health day, his number's better. All of his people are doing great. And, exactly. you know, and we know mental health has a horrendous impact on, on bottom line for a company. Mistakes made, technical decision, decisions. You cannot make a decision if you're depressed. Yeah. So you delay oh, decisions. Oh. All so much impact. You make huge mistakes. Uh, you, yeah. you call in sick when you're not, well, you're sick, but you're not physically sick. But you're gonna yeah. be sick. You got and you got sickness as well. So your medical costs are huge for the company. So exactly, I think this is a great place to get that socialization aspect, uh, the fire lit. Yeah, I think it is so important that employers are really investing into mental health mm -hmm. of their employees. Otherwise, it, it will be not possible in the future. And you see right now, you have a shortage of labor, wherever you look, actually. So you really need to motivate those working together with you. You have to care about their you mental care. fitness, about their mental health. And when you don't do it, you will lose as a company. And yes, yeah. You, yeah. Will, you will. I, I have this, I'm having a kind of a, a self giggle. Um, because I remember back when I lived in California and I worked in California and I, I don't remember exactly the reason, but we were talking about uh, people going on disability in California. They have a disability insurance for employers yeah, okay. and I you see. can go on disability. And at some point there was a rule that said you could take like a, a stress leave or something. If like 30% of your stress was caused by the job, you could take a, a, a worker's compensation benefit. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah and, and I remember back in the day, I was about 28 years old to show how attitude changes. And I was mm -hmm. like, if your stress from your, if your life stress is not at least 70% of your job, you should be fired already. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is my attitude when I was 28. I was like, yeah. I, I, this I love is, it. <laughs> this is the source of all my nightmares is work. Like if if you don't give a, a shit that hard enough, right? You should be terminated already. God, oh, I was a great. complete I, I don't know if I was a savage or a complete idiot. 
Um, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. yeah, just for, for 28. Perfect. Right. Young corporate guy. I thought, you yeah. know, and I had that, I had that kind of an attitude. Um, so that tells you the kind of generational stuff we're, you know, that we'll face, right? The kind of those, are, yeah. there's people like me that grew up, you know, there are people like me who grew up, but never changed. And that will still be the, the emotion, right? Which is yeah. work is stressful and you know, you should care and it should be part of your stress. That's tough. But, Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And Ken, and Ken, I see, I, I really believe, you know, it's a different generation right now. Yeah. They are, they are actually coming uh, to the first uh, job and talking about life uh, quality uh, I, I know and, and, i love it work life balance at the Oof. end of the day it's good yeah that they are talking about it yeah yes because uh, you know when you don't talk about it when you're not happy in your job and it's not fulfilling uh, what's happening then yeah at the end yeah. of the day you are also ruining your family probably yeah? yes so oh, yeah. um, it, it really should be in balance yeah and i think it's uh, it's a win-win situation for both the employers and the employees, really yeah. for both parts. It's a great stuff uh, you're doing, Daniel. I really, and I appreciate your time on the show. It's just great. We're already, we're already kind of there. Um, how about some closing thoughts? How about some, you know, message or just some closing thoughts or how do people, you know, I think we'll have some European listeners, at least to the show. This will be an audio as well uh, in mm -hmm. a couple of weeks uh, to share around. So how do people find you? How do they get involved either in your company or, or in some kind of grassroots? What do you, how do people find you and all that good stuff? Yeah, well, to find us, it's, it's quite easy. It's www.edopression.com. Mm -hmm. um, and um, of course, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, um, I'm always very happy to receive feedback from patients. I'm yes. actually answering all the feedbacks from patients wow. myself. Because uh, that's so important and you learn so much yes. about it, you know, um, this interaction, yeah, it's really helping yeah, to develop uh, the product, to develop uh, our services, uh, to make things better, yeah? to make things better. When someone is telling me it's wonderful, I'm happy. But when someone is telling me, come on, make this better. I'm maybe even more happy because I know what I can change yeah, yes. to make them more happy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just uh, really very open for all conversations. So I was also uh, really uh, glad to, to hear from you, to be in your show here, Ken. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was a tremendous opportunity uh, for us and uh, for me. Um, and, yeah, uh, I, I think that's it. And when you need help, please go and go to your doctor. Mm. Um, I think that, that that's, uh, that's one of the first steps. And then uh, think about uh, not only uh, antidepressants, think also about digital pills. I think uh -huh. they are helping and they are just delivering some parts the doctor does not have time to provide and digital pills can't. Psychoeducation, digital psychotherapy yeah. and measurement-based care. I'll it's fantastic that it's really measurement-based and you're getting this kind of feedback. Fantastic stuff, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Thanks thanks so much for being a guest and sharing everything. It's really fantastic. Stay around on the other side. I'll see you in a minute. Uh, thanks again, everybody, Perfect. for listening and sharing the, sharing the show, building a little library here. Great stuff. Uh, and just finding all these tools that are out there, uh, people really, and especially, Daniel, I think how you got into this, such a beautiful story. And a great result. Thanks, everybody. Thank I'll see you soon.
Yeah, loose, baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public glass. We're not part of the community, but we're from Ooh. the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're gonna go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it, it changes all the time. So if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change.